Welcome to The Big Why, a series from Montana Public Radio where we find out what we can discover together. I'm your host, Austin Amistoy. This is a show about listener-powered reporting. We'll answer questions, large or small, about anything under the big sky. By Montanans for Montana, this is The Big Why. Today we're talking climate with reporter Ellis Julin. Hey, Ellis. Hey, Austin. So today's question comes to us from Cassandra Reidig. She told me she's been following a lot of news about climate change, protests, presidential directives, all kinds of stuff, especially at the national level. I heard a lot of hype, but I haven't seen a lot of action. But when it comes to climate action closer to home... Well, I actually don't know what the state is doing at all. So she wanted to know, what are some actions the state of Montana and residents are engaged in to combat the climate crisis? Oh, wow, that feels like a beast of a question. Yeah, no kidding. And for exactly that reason, I'm actually going to do something we haven't done before and break this question down into three separate Big Y episodes that we'll release in the months to come. So this is episode one of three, where we'll be looking into this question at the state level. In the second and third episodes, we'll zoom in to cities and counties and then focus in even more and look at what individual Montanans are doing to address climate change. That sounds like a good plan to me. So episode one, what's the state up to when it comes to climate change? So I'm going to take us to the lawn just outside of the Helena Courthouse. For over a week last June, 50 to 100 people gathered here every morning to cheer on a group of kids as they walked into this looming stone building just down the road from the state capitol. And for seven days, I sat in the courtroom watching as the state of Montana and 16 plaintiffs butted heads over more or less the exact same question Cassandra asked us. The plaintiffs, youth from across Montana, alleged that the state wasn't doing anything to combat climate change and was actively making the situation worse. Ah, right, the Held versus Montana trial. I remember all your coverage, Ellis, and that trial made headlines across the country. Exactly. Now, courtrooms aren't quite set up for radio reporters, so I squished into the jury box with my recorder in hand, capturing what I could as the packed audience watched those Montana youth take the stand to talk about how climate change is affecting their lives. I continue to struggle every day with knowing that my elected officials and branches of government who do have the power to make that difference haven't taken the actions necessary. They allege that by promoting fossil fuel-friendly policies and ignoring things like greenhouse gas emissions, the state was violating their constitutional right to a clean and healthful environment. So it's very concerning knowing that climate change is affecting our seasons, is affecting our plants and, like, things that we need and need to survive and ultimately will change who we are too. Directly related to our listener's question, Ann Hedges with the Montana Environmental Information Center testified in the trial, alleging that state regulators have never denied permitting for a fossil fuel project on the grounds of environmental impacts like emissions. I mean, the majority of Montanans believe in climate change, but you wouldn't know it by your elected officials, who are the ones who are making the decisions. She also told me about how the state has taken steps toward climate action in the past. Under two previous Democratic governors, Montana residents created climate solutions plans, and state agencies even teamed up with scientists to create an assessment that breaks down the impacts of climate change in Montana a couple of years ago in 2021. All of that work has essentially been shelved at this point. It's not been used for policy change or action since any of those plans were created. 
based on the held trial, it seems clear that a lot of folks are pretty frustrated with what they see as inaction from the state on climate change. What's the state's response to that? Well, the state basically said that although this is a big problem, it's not the state's fault. They asserted during the held trial that Montana alone did not create the climate crisis, so Montana alone can't be responsible for fixing it. They also argued that our emissions as a state aren't big enough to make a difference on a global scale. I also reached out to the Gianforte administration on exactly Cassandra's question. They sent me a written statement saying that the climate is indeed changing, but that, quote, we must focus on American innovation and ingenuity, not costly government mandates to address it. The statement also said by focusing on pro-business policies, the state had attracted a big new solar project near Dillon that will generate enough electricity to power more than 13,000 homes. But the governor's office is just one branch of state government. Ellis, you spent the first few months of the year up in Helena covering this year's legislative session. Did lawmakers take any action on climate change there? Well, Democratic legislators did bring some bills that would have taken steps to reduce emissions, but those all failed in committee. The bills passed by the legislature were largely pro-fossil fuels and anti-renewables. We saw new taxes on electric vehicle charging stations and also a slew of laws that block certain forms of climate action we've seen in other states, things like incentivizing solar panels or banning natural gas. The Republican supermajority also passed legislation blocking state regulators from considering climate change when assessing the environmental impacts of a proposed project. Senate Majority Leader Steve Fitzpatrick said if greenhouse gases had to be considered as part of the Montana Environmental Policy Act. It threatens every individual project in the state of Montana. This could be refineries, this could be mines, this could be anybody with an air quality permit. Going to go force, force them to go do a, a greenhouse gas analysis, and we all know that each individual project is never going to change the temperature of the earth. All the rhetoric in the legislature this session centered around a conflict we see time and time again in environmental issues in Montana the push and pull between protecting the state's environment and its economy. After all, Montana is the country's fifth largest coal producer, so many politicians see it as a priority to ensure that industry and the jobs it creates remain viable. And I imagine those arguments played into the held trial, too. How did the court decide that case? Well, in the end, the judge sided with the youth plaintiffs. She said the state's carbon emissions are significant. She agreed climate change is negatively affecting many aspects of these kids' lives and blocked the legislation I mentioned a moment ago, saying the state doesn't have to look at greenhouse gas emissions. So when it comes to our listeners' question, it sounds like the state of Montana isn't doing a lot to actively combat climate change. But... Does the Hell decision mean the state has to take new steps to act on climate? Not exactly. First off, the state is appealing the judge's decision, so we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Also, the judge's ruling was largely, in legal terms, declaratory relief. It did overrule the Montana Environmental Policy Act legislation I mentioned before, but doesn't mandate any specific changes in policy or practice. But there is new climate-related stuff in the works. What do you mean? Well, the Department of Environmental Quality just received a big chunk of federal funding to develop a climate action plan focused on addressing environmental pollution, so things like greenhouse gases. And that agency also just wrapped up listening sessions on the Montana Environmental Policy Act, taking feedback from the public on the process, although it's unknown what they're going to do with that information at this point. All of this doesn't mean that nothing is going on in Montana when it comes to climate change. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm working on two more Big Y episodes to dive deeper into our listeners' question.
Well, thanks for the deep dive, Ellis. We'll look forward to talking more climate with you in the future. Of course. Thanks for having me. And you can listen on air or check out our website for more coverage of climate change in Montana at mtpr.org. Now we want to know what makes you curious about Montana. You can submit your questions online at bigy.org. Find us wherever you listen to podcasts and help others find the show by sharing it and leaving us a review. Let's see what we can discover together.